Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're in for a very special treat because I have a very special nephew, uh, Mr. Gaffney Gunter II, and he is a very successful entrepreneur and an artist. And he is our in-studio guest. Gaffney, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Well, I tell you, I've, I've watched your career grow over the years and I'm and just so impressed and so proud. Um, before we jump into um, your McDonald's, successful McDonald's franchise business and your boom art, um, which is dynamic, which we're gonna show the audience some of that today. Could you share with our audience a little bit about your education and background? Sure. Um, I went to, um, I'm a graduate of UNC Chapel Hill in North Carolina, uh, 2001. Um, I did a bachelor's in communications. I graduated in four years <laughs> and, um, and I went straight into McDonald's. And the reason I did, uh, my father, he was an owner operator, franchise owner operator in McDonald's. And I felt like I had to go and support him. But what's interesting is I worked with him since I was 14 and um, that's my one and only job. And uh, we have many stories together and uh, the good, there's some good stuff, there's some hard stuff. And some of that for me, I remember my senior year in, uh, in Chapel Hill, I did not wanna work for McDonald's. I did not wanna go back to it because of some of the things, how, how hard it was sometimes and things you had to deal with. Um, and mature as that was, um, I decided to apply for uh, several jobs and I got actually got a couple of sales jobs and I realized, you know, I have a great opportunity right here to build, um, build upon something and to be financially independent sooner than later. And also, I really felt like it's a family business and Pops needs my help. So I decided to go into McDonald's right after college. And then you became his right hand man. Yeah, well, I had to work my way up. He's an interesting guy. He's one of those guys, and we talk about it, you know, Uncle. <laughs> uh, that he's going to make sure that you do your job, but also know your job. But he says, you got to earn it. And so I worked my way up every position. So I felt, and I, I'm glad he done that. I'm going to do that with my kids. I currently have a 10-year-old son and a 13-year-old daughter. And um, funny enough, she's just started working in McDonald's this past month. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's 13 and you could do that with family. Can't do that with anybody else now. Um, so she just works on the weekends about four or five hours at the at one of our uh, mall locations. So. And your wife is involved in the business as well, correct? Yeah, correct, I met her at McDonald's and, um, and I asked her out <laughs> and uh, she was my support in it. So um, I got in a little trouble and Pops ripped me up and we separated us. But in the end, I said, Dad, I, I married this girl. And we sure enough, we did. And, and she's wonderful. She was one of the best store managers we ever had. And uh, she worked in the office. And uh, I worked as a super, at that time, I was a supervisor. And I worked my, my way up to be a director of operations. And um, it's just been a wonderful experience. Definitely a family business. <laughs> Denise, Denise is a phenomenal uh, wife and mother. That know, she and, is, and, and um, I'm so just, blessed to have her. Uh, yeah, and, and we're blessed <laughs> to have her in our family. So, Thank you. what you know, 
let's talk about that transition when you went from, you know, em, em, employee to manager, right. to supervisor, and then to owner. Um, for, for those who are thinking about franchises, whether McDonald's or, or, or another company, what are some of the, the key lessons that you learn that will benefit them? Yeah, well, number one, there's three avenues to become an owner operator in McDonald's. It's really a great opportunity because you are truly becoming financially independent, number one, but also you are able to um, run a business like it's your own small business with a huge partner of McDonald's to support you. Um, but there's three avenues. Um, one is, uh, like myself, I was, in, I was in the next generation program. Basically, um, they look at operators with children and they say, hey, look, this, does this person have potential to be an operator like you? And you get into this program, which pretty much is the same program where they look at you and um, you have to perform during that program as well, put some money down, <laughs> as always, McDonald's, put some money down, just like a house, um, um, to get into that program. The second um, avenue is an out, uh, coming from the outside as an applicant. Uh, that's what Gaff Sr. did. He, no one knew him. He tried New Jersey, um, kind of got rejected a bit. When he moved down to North Carolina, he tried again. And he said, come on, we need you. And he got into the program. And while he was working at Northern Telecom, he worked nights as a second assistant manager running shifts for two years. And he said, all right, you could do this. Um, the third avenue is really the best avenue, in my opinion, is to partner with an operator. I have uh, right now my director of, operator, uh, director of operations, Josai Hanine. He runs the entire operations of the business right now. He's actually in the approval process to become an operator. And I'm supporting him in a way where it's like you need this guy as an operator. And McDonald's listens to other operators. And that's the way that's really really for me, to me, the best avenue because they get to learn and develop themselves on the job. But also a lot of operators such as myself will support them financially to help them get their first story. Now, this show is about leadership and I have admired and watched you from afar from the very beginning. And you and Josiah have been together a long time. Long time. It warms my heart to hear about how you are supporting him and his goals. And so, when Josiah uh, moves on, who will be your next Josiah? Oh, great question. And so part of that is like, Josiah, give me somebody to take your spot. But all seriousness, um, we do have somebody um, that we're looking at now. He's currently a supervisor and is also his one and only job, Chris Thomas. And he's looking to vie for his position. Now we do have other supervisors, um, but we are um, really focused on him because he really wants to be an operator himself. What's pretty awesome is in, a, in the environment that McDonald's or you could do as an operator, you could create your own environment that works best for you. And so um, we've done so and try to create a, a streamline uh, a number of people who want to become owner operators in our company. And so even uh, looking past Chris, I'm looking at two other individuals who are, want to, who are interested to become operators as well. But I said, the first step is you need to run a store. You need to run a store in an excellent fashion, you need to have great results. Second is you need to be a supervisor. You need to run several stores in your patch with excellent results. And then third, you gotta be a DO, a director of operations. Now that's not always the case because sometimes there's sometimes not every director of operator wants to become an owner. 
So there is several ways we could go around it, just them becoming a supervisor and then being in the program to become an operator. And that's and other other operators have done so. It's not just me. Um, we have wonderful operators in this area that's created other owner operators, which is a good example for others. So how many uh, full-time employees, or including your part-time, how many employees do you have under, under your, because you have what, 13, 14 franchises, something like that? Yeah, we actually had 13, but we closed two locations over the years. Um, mm-hmm. So we're currently at 11. Um, mm-hmm. We currently have about 500 employees. So 500 employees. What are the secrets to your success? Because I follow you on Instagram and, and whatnot and see, and see the awards that folks in you know, your stores get. What are the, the key essentials, uh, skill sets and leadership that, that you utilize to, to, to manage such a large operation? Oh, great question. Um, I think it's a number of things um, that you, you gotta distill shamelessly first, but um, there, there, there are things where, you know, I try to stay humble as much as possible. So if you bear with me, I'm, not, I'm trying to say, oh, we do this, we do that. No, these are things that I learned from other folks. So for instance, um, the key to success, I think if you're working with a large number of people, um, you have to put them first. You have to get behind them and put them first. You have to be empathetic. I think empathy is one of the most important things you could do. Now, everyone runs their business differently. I understand that. But I feel like we had true success in our franchise. I think we have real connections with our people and you establish them. It's still professional. You still got to get the job done. Um, it's a job. It's a business. Um, you have, they have to get the results. But in the end, I think the key to, another key to success is doing the right thing. It's funny how easy that you say that. Like you do the right thing. Okay, yeah, sure. But a lot of people don't. I see a lot of people do the wrong thing. And I see the same story go the wrong way so many times. But the folks have done the right thing really, it, it really grows. It, they understand where you're coming from. And so um, those are some things that we do. But in, in, I, in the folks that I taught or try to mentor over the years, like Josiah, other supervisors, other store managers, I try to tell them, like, do it this way, trust me. But that's not always the case. Um, they got their way maybe a little better. So you also have to be humble in a sense that you got to make sure you, you're, not, you're not really micromanaging people. You really have to create an environment where they could be creative. And I think that really helped us too. And also it gives them more incentive to do things more for you. Um, I, I think um, one uh, uh, earlier thing I learned on as a store manager, I was a store manager for about four years in a, um, about in two locations. Um, I learned to be a friendly badger friendly badger badgers are a pain in the butt right they're just a pain um and so i used to nicely badger people to the point where it's like i got it you don't have to tell me again and so i'm like all right and i just go to my little space and i do something and and i learned to and i realized that you know if you repeatedly reinforce habits and reinforce things with your people that you want them to do they're going to do it but you got to do it in a way where hey look trust me this is the best thing to do this is the right thing to do. And so um, that helped free up a lot of time. In each position I was in, I was able to free up a lot of time for myself. Um, interesting enough, when I was a store manager, that got to the point where I didn't have to do anything. And I'm like, oh crap, what am I, what am I supposed to do? People don't wanna be bothered by me. 
And it's, and it's funny how that happened in each position. I know it may sound a little bit wrong in a sense, but in a way, not they at have all. freedom. Not okay. at all, because yeah. you're, okay. you're totally empowering people. Right. You're empowering right. them to, yeah. to, to do what they're being paid for versus, you know, saying like some people want to, you know, leaders, they want to do it themselves and they're busy working yeah. the business instead of working on the business. Right, right. You're exactly right. Yeah. And that's interesting that some folks and I, and I listen to other operators um, and I listen to other leaders in our in our McDonald's world. And, you know, and you hear so many good things, you hear some bad things and you learn from others and you realize that you can really learn from other people's mistakes. I learned that early on. So um, I was also lucky enough to have great mentors like yourself. Thank you, Uncle. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, I called you over the years. Um, you helped me in so many ways. So I want to do a shout always, out. <laughs> always here for you. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, the books, all the books that you recommended. Um, uh, uh, so many examples you give. Um, the same thing for Pops. He was a great mentor. And he's a tough nut. He's old school. It was great. And, um, and I learned from him. Uh, but I think he also learned from me. To just say, look, try, you know, and I think that's another thing you realize that we're, you know, if you could work with somebody and he allowed me to be creative or, hey, dad, you know, try this. That was, he was, that was a good example. And I paid it forward with the folks and the team that I have now. Wow. And so when you, when, when you, when you look at what you've achieved, what, what is it that you're, you're looking to achieve in the next five years with, with your, with your business? Oh, good question. Uh, yeah. So what's interesting is, you know, how many stores do you need? How many is, and, and so it's not always, always about McDonald's over the years. I've tried different things, um, created, um, developed different companies, um, not too much financial success, but at the same time, the goal is to always diversify your portfolio in a way, in a sense, McDonald's is okay with that. You know, now McDonald's does want your full attention, no doubt. They want you to be the only one, but there's many operators who own multiple businesses and different things. Either is either there's a car wash, a hotel, a casino. An operator owns a couple of casinos <laughs> in Detroit, <laughs> but I ain't doing that. But uh, <laughs> but at the same time, they understand that we're entrepreneurs and we want to diversify. So the goal is to still always diversify outside of McDonald's. Mm -hmm. um, and um, had some fun, some fun with some things. Uh, we created an app, uh, QSR Shop. It still works, um, but it doesn't make any money. But it's an app where it helps you do shops on fast food restaurants with um, with ease. Um, we also and, and for the benefit yeah. of our audience, explain what shops are. Oh, shops like inspections. So right. uh, basically, an internal inspection. Um, it's actually a pretty popular thing for fat in a fast food world. Um, a lot of folks have um, folks come and shop their stores and give them a score. So this is just a way to an easy function. You could do it internally with your own people. So very nice. Very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with my great nephew. Um, he's my nephew, not my great nephew, but I, I say he's <laughs> a great person. Ooh. Daphne Gunter II. He's a successful entrepreneur and artist as our in-studio guest. And now we're going to talk about boom art. So before we jump into boom art, um, explain boom. Now I know what that <laughs> means, but for our audience, so because I noticed in your signature and email, you have boom Gunter, so. Oh yeah, I need a, yeah, I, folks like, what is that? So, but a, a boom is something, uh, it's where, when I was a, when I was a baby, 
I think I was one or two. I remember it, so it had to be at least two or something. You know, I can't remember when you're one. I remember from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I used to just bang things. Like I had this hammer, I had this toy, and you could just bang a block into a hole, and I just banged it all day with my hammer. And that's where it came from. So I had this nickname, Boom. And I wish I didn't leave it. When I was a teenager, I was like, oh, don't call me that no more. I'm, call me by my first name. But, you know, and then I said, like, I should have kept that name. And then so when I was doing the art, you know, I was trying to put my name on my like, Gaffney. I'm like, oh, that's kind of hard to write. I'll just I'll just put boom. And that and sure enough, I just kept with it for the last two years. So, <laughs> you know, so in our in our pre-discussion interview, you you share with the, the story about um, how you started with art, how you got away from it, how you got back. Why don't you tell our audience that story? Because I think it's fascinating. Oh, yeah. For, for yeah. people to understand uh, what, what, yeah. what, is, what is their passion. Oh, yeah. So it's funny. I've, I've, I've really stopped doing artwork for the last 20 years. I just got into the last couple of years. And, um, but when I was a kid, um, when I was, I, I remember when I was young, um, I drew this picture of a wolf on a mountain. Um, I think I was in, I think I was seven or eight and I'm like, oh, that's really good. You know, a lot of folks kept saying that was good. Yeah, so you could draw. I said, oh, okay. And then it was another example of um, when I was in um, school, my teacher, I used to just copy maps, um, just, I guess, when we have free time. And uh, I remember my teacher coming by, I think my second or third grade teacher saying, wow, you can't do that. It's, that's, you're too young to do this, you know? And so I realized, oh, I could do something that other people can. Okay, okay. And so I realized that, you know, I, said, I got a little thing here. I could, maybe I could draw a bit. And, um, but over the years, um, and it's funny because we have wonderful mentors in our family, Uncle, Uncle Mike, we have we have wonderful artists, I mean, talented artists. I just, you know, I just really kind of kept it to myself a bit. But then in school, I used to draw a little bit, but I didn't really didn't have anybody to really, and I really didn't ask um, anybody. I didn't really reach out like I was supposed to, because I felt like I had to not do art because business was my focus. And I grew up in the business world. Uh, my pops was all about, he was the suit and tie guy. He was a salesman for AT&T, IBM, Northern Telecom, all those big companies. And I just love that environment. And I always thought that's what I was going to do. Even in college um, at UNC, I applied to the school of business. Um, I wanted to be in uh, Kenan Flagner's business school. And um, I didn't get in. And that was a horrible feeling. I just, you know, you know, I just felt totally rejected. Uh, my grades weren't good enough. And I took one art class. And that one art class, uh, it was just a regular art intro art class you just take. Um, the teacher, um, after a few weeks, um, pulled me to the side and took me to her office. And she tried to convince me to just drop everything and do art. But in a while, during that time, I was applying for um, Keenan Flagner. And I said, I'm, I want to go do business. And she could not convince me, even afterwards. But, um, and so I said, you know, I need to graduate. So I graduated with a, a, a BA in communications. I love media. So I just did that. Um, and then I went straight to work with McDonald's because I felt like my pops, you know, it's a family business, but also as an opportunity. Um, to, to um, it's a big opportunity to, to be financially independent. And it wasn't just, and it was funny because all these years I had these goals and goals is a big part of, of um, trying to become something, to get something. And, um, and it was always a financial goal, but I realized in the end, it was a time goal <laughs> to get more free time. <laughs> 
That is and excellent. so, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going back to your question. I'm sorry about okay. that. Yeah. So I had, you know, I got married, um, had kids and I had to put the stuff away. Um, I bet I was working and, and that's the time between 20 and 30. I even heard it from Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. They say that's the time you got to work. Um, uh, some books I read over the years, that's the time you got to work. So I worked, I worked 80 to hundred hours a week. Um, yeah, Sometimes a lot of people don't know about, about the sacrifice that you made and, and the hours that you had to put in. Yeah, it's definitely the time you, you put in time. You definitely put in time. Mm -hmm. um, is it always the case? Does it always have to be a hardship? Maybe. Um, but it doesn't have to be something where it's dreadful. Um, it was enjoyable at times. But yeah, 120, 100. I mean, I can't count. Sometimes it was three days straight, <laughs> but uh, there's time you got to put in um, at McDonald's. Um, you just, you have to do the job and what the job requires you of. If someone doesn't show up to work, okay, you work a second shift. If someone doesn't show up to work on the second shift, okay, you're going to work the third shift. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's three in the morning. Um, I got to go home. <laughs> but that's that's just, that was part of the, the um, that was part of the story, part of the dance you had to do um, working your way up, second assistant manager, first assistant, store manager, supervisor. Um, my pops, even though he was an owner operator, he was adamant that you had to work your way up. You had to earn your earn it yourself. You can't do it. You can't. You can't just. We can't just put you in a position to um, put you in a position to be in that job where you know without understanding what that job is and what, and, what it takes to get there. And, yeah. and your dad, while, while, you know, he, he is tough, but he's fair. Um, yes. You come out of it knowing so much more than if he did it differently, you know, definitely. he, he definitely. definitely shares his knowledge and he has his way of wanting to do it. But I used to, I used to talk with him all the time. He would call, we would speak and he says, yeah, Gaff Jr. He wants to do this. And I just said, yeah, and, you know, let me get that experience. <laughs> he says, I do, I do, I do, you know. Yeah, yeah, because, he, yeah, yeah, because you know, there's, I said, hey, McDonald's can kick your butt. Um, but, but at the same time, the opportunity's there. And I always tell anybody, hey, you know, you may not, as a kid, you may not dream, you dream to be an astronaut or, you know, you dream to be a cop. You know, you're not going to ask, you know, oh, I wish I worked at McDonald's, you know, but it's definitely an opportunity that you can't overlook. So I, you, I, yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but, or remember, but I worked at McDonald's when I was in high school and first year. In oh yeah. 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 That's right. And that's right. The best yeah. training out there ever. Best training. Out it ever. is. And, and some of the things that I learned there, I mean, of course your grandmother taught me a, a, a majority of what I've known as well as your dad, but it, it just flowed because your grandmother was all about service cleanliness, service, stocking, and, and uh, making sure that um, the customers, like the store had a great appearance. And McDonald was all about that. I mean, they, exactly. had, video, they had videotapes on how to wipe a table, um, how, to, how to mop a floor, how to sweep a floor. But you know what, yeah. We're, yeah. we're running short on time and I okay. really want to get to your art. So now you're okay. back, you're back. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm going to share my screen and I'd like for you to describe um, the art uh, that that we have here. Can you can, can you see my screen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I can see your screen, um, and you got something popped up, some email. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let me, let me, I don't know why. Here we yeah. go. Okay. Okay. So yeah, so, yeah. so describe this piece here. 
um, the, the title of it is uh, Ch what, Child Angel or something? Yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. So I sent you a couple of things and, mm -hmm. you know, I appreciate you posting it. I didn't know you got to post it. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I'm working on that one. I have it on the wall. It's one of those ones where I put away and bring it back. And um, what's interesting about the art, it's only been two years since I've been drawing, I mean, full-time. And I realized that, you know, I didn't go to art school. Um, some advice that Kudera gave said, hey, go get some, get something, you know, get some training done. So I listened to him and I did a lot of online courses. Um, uh, and self-study, really YouTube, a lot of YouTube. So this example here with this, with this angel right here, that one is where like, I didn't know how to draw a tree. Oh crap, I gotta go back and learn how to draw a tree. And so I'll put it away for a couple months, learn how to draw a tree, then I go back and do that. So it's not probably the best way to do, do something in that essence of like trying to figure out or try to draw something to that degree of detail or complexity. But I feel like it's a way to learn. And um, that's the goal is for me is I need to learn the technique behind a lot of things. I do a lot of oils, uh, mostly oils. Um, I, I'm, I feel pretty solid on charcoal. So to the right, to the um, there's three pictures right here. Um, and I've been doing a lot of charcoal and graphite drawings as well. So I mix it in. I try to change up things. But I, I just feel like I'm a student the whole time. I said I'm a student. Um, and I, I thank my wife because the stuff's all over the house. I feel, I feel bad sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but to me, I was like, I, I really, my goal now is to master some of these techniques. And, um, you heard of the 10,000 hour yep. hours to master. I'm, I'm a believer of that. Um, mm -hmm. in the essence of you got to put the time in so that for me, that's four hours a day for 20 years. And I'm committed to that. And I'm in year two. And so in 18 years, I would love to master some techniques in oil and traditional art, um, whether it's um, something not like an illustrator per se, but in a way where you're just right now, I'm, the joy of art. That's the part where yeah, I'm, in, I'm enjoying the most. That's so yeah. important, you know, because yeah. you, you, you work hard and this seems to be such a phenomenal outlet for you. But this is just a sample of your work. I've seen some, some, some brilliant pieces that you've done. And I'm like, Thank oh you. my God, you know, this is absolutely beautiful. So what, what, how would you classify your, your art? You know, is there a particular theme or style? Um, or is yeah. it just, you know, something that you feel that day? How would you describe that? You know, I'll be honest. I thought about that question and I just feel like I'm not, in a position to answer because I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm so early on. I don't think I have established where I could say, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a traditional, um, I'm a traditional uh, detailed artist. I'm an uh, illustrator. I just can't because right now I just want to understand the technique. So I'm all, right. so the stuff I put out, I'm trying so many different things. Um, there's another painting I wish I sent, but it's totally different. It's not abstract or it's not, um, it's not in a sense where it's non-traditional, but it's definitely something where you have to use your um, your um, creativity, uh, use your thinking about what the heck's going on. And that's only because I'm just trying different things. And I think the way to do it, do it that way is to you gotta challenge yourself. And to challenge yourself is to do things that is outside your circle of comfort. If you're comfortable doing this thing, 
you're never going to expand yourself unless you go out that circle of comfort. And that's what I had to do and force myself to do each and every time, every time I try to come across something. Another thing is I, the, the, the hard, the, a hard thing for me to do is I like to draw, I need to draw this masterpiece. I need to draw this finished painting. I got to put it on social media. And I realized that's not the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to be a student, to learn, to understand the technique, and also and just enjoy it, the joy of art. And that's really the exciting piece. Um, I'm really, I feel like I'm really blessed to be in this position because I have the time to do it. The team that I have, McDonald's is full time. McDonald's is a focus. It's a restaurant. We have 10 stores that are 24 hours, open 27 day, seven day, 24 seven all the time. And it's, and we just have such a wonderful team. And, and the fact is that I have time to do this now is such a blessing. And it was a bit of a goal. A goal was, I didn't want to be, my pops did a little bit of the sacrifice. I didn't see him for days, you know, high school. I remember high school. Reedsville. School. Remember Reedsville? Yeah, Reedsville. The first store. Yeah. Yeah. Hour and a half away. He just grab a hotel and be there. Um, he dragged me along a few times, Oof. but he really did a sacrifice. And I said, you know, um, you ever heard of that thing about, you know, you're on your deathbed and you realize, man, I wish I, I wish I was in that other meeting, you know, oh, yeah. man, I wish I made that conference call. No, you're going to say, I wish I spent more time with my kids. That's right. You know? That's and right. so I, I try to remember that each and every time. So, um, yeah, four hours of artwork a day, but I put the stuff away. I get out the room or I, I try to spend time with the kids after school. The small amount of time they have because they always have these extracurricular activities. I'm like, goodness, soccer. Uh, COVID's different, of course. Um, but before then, I just want to spend as much time as them because they're going to be gone. Um, my daughter's 13. I said, man, she's going to be gone in five years. Um, so that's really, it's a balancing act there, right there. So. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Gaffney Gunter II out of Raleigh, North Carolina. He is a very successful McDonald's uh, franchise owner operator, as well as his art, which is Boom Art. Gaffney, we want to thank you for coming on the program today. It's been a thank really you. good. I learned a lot more about my nephew. So I really appreciate <laughs> that. Thanks. I, and, and I don't know how much time we have left. Um, are we wrapping it up or are you still you got, you got 10 time? seconds? 10 seconds. I just will say thank you so much, Uncle. And I appreciate that. And I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for being here and being with you. And that's a really big part of our business and what we do here in North Carolina as well. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here on Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter. That wraps it up for this weekend. And um, we want you to have a great weekend. But remember, leadership begins with you. WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net. <laughs>